We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming to you from uh, Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis, where I have the joy of serving as pastor. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to leave you hanging there. You're probably, well, where are you from? What's going on? <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's a usual routine. <laughs> it so I is. just assumed that's what was coming, but well, it's and, okay, and John. You're switching again, it up. We're, no, I mean, we're just out of sync. I, that's that's the thing. When you can't actually see a person, you don't know, are they saying something or not? Are they waiting for me? But you're right. This is Wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics. Uh, and it is it is Holy Week. Uh, this, this is kind of a strange episode because... Uh, to those who hear us uh, the first time, we'll be on Wednesday, so nothing's happened. Uh, we're anticipating, though, going back uh, from Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. On the other hand, those who listen regularly on Saturdays, well, you'll already have done that, although you're still awaiting the big, the big celebration of Easter, which we couldn't do, as you pointed out. None of that happened last year, or if it did, it happened in a greatly modified form because of COVID. Uh, and that's what you want to talk about today, Matt, right? About why, why should we go back to doing it the way we used to do? Um, but before we do that, we've got a little game going on, which is what's the context? And uh, you've brought up a passage for us. Uh, Zeal for your house will consume me. Uh, the disciples remembered that passage when Jesus went in there and started cleansing the temple. But Matt, what's the context of that? Where does that passage come from? Zeal for your house will consume me. So it's from the book of Psalms, okay? Psalm 69, verse 9 is where we see that. And and I would suggest that all of you, uh, either Wednesday or Saturday, listeners, go get your Bibles and read Psalm 69, uh, because that's all about David's suffering. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the floods sweep over me. I am weary with my crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for God. And so if they remembered that on Palm Sunday, if that passage was in their mind, I wonder how that might have impacted their thoughts as they saw what happened to Jesus in the days to come. Uh, Because that is certainly a passage about the suffering servant, as Isaiah calls him. So again, I'm just saying context sometimes adds a whole lot of things to the story. Definitely. Uh, but back back to your subject. So you you want to tell us that, because I, I actually enjoy, let me tell you something, Matt. I enjoy watching church from home because I can sit there and I can have my pancakes <laughs> and, and listen to you preach. And you know, if the sermon starts to get a little boring, I can just switch to some other pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Surely not, John. <laughs> in my recliner, yeah, in my recliner I can do this. And and all with my remote control. I never even have to get up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell me, why in the world would I want to come back to our father's house. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
John may not return. I don't know, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. we actually we've been back already. They they started doing masked services every other Saturday night here in New Athens, and so we've been back uh, once they decided to do that. But but I know you have better things to tell me. So. That's right. Well, and I think again um, during this time of Lent, we've been talking about Adiaphora and uh, what's not commanded, what's not forbidden in God's word. And I would say the reasons to return to uh, worship in person really aren't adiaphora, <laughs> frankly. No. I mean, yeah. they're more than that. There really is reason, biblical reason, for us to return to worship again. So I don't think it's a matter of, well, you know, I, I know you were joking, John, but you know, it's not a matter of, oh, I prefer <laughs> the pancakes in the recliner, I'm going to stay home. Um, that, that's better than nothing, right? That, that is, you're still hearing the word, right? You're still engaged online. Thanks be to God for technology. But but that shouldn't be a permanent replacement for coming to the Lord's house in person and being among that community, that, that communion of saints and the body of Christ there in God's house. So uh, we were talking about last week, a zeal for the Father's house consuming Jesus as he clears the temple, that reference to, to Psalm 69 too, and David's suffering, and yet in his suffering he finds comfort in the Lord's house. That's a place of refuge. Uh, for us, too, we this is our Father's house. As baptized children of God, uh, the Father's house is uh, what we return to uh, as we come to worship in person. So so here we go, John. I There's a multitude of reasons to come to worship, right? Uh, I'm going to share just four. If you have others, John, add them to the list, okay? Uh, but I'm going to cover four of them. And again, for, for those listening, I am not, John and I are not criticizing people for watching online right now or or tuning into worship uh, over the internet or listening to worship on KFUO radio on a Sunday morning. Uh, that That's not wrong. We're glad you're doing that. And you know your risk factors better than I do. Um, and each person has their own unique circumstances. But as it becomes safe um, for you in your individual circumstance, return to worship, I just encourage you to do so, uh, to have that zeal for your father's house and to come back to worship uh, in person. So, okay, here we go, John. So number one, number one, number one reason to return to our Father's house. Uh, Sur survey says. Survey says. Number um, we, one. We are created for, for community. We're created for community. And, and I think we see that, again, all the way back with Adam and Eve. Remember, God creates Adam, and there's one thing that's not good, and that's that man be alone. And there's nothing that completes him, not any of the animals or, or anything else in all creation except for another human being. And, and that, of course, in Adam's case, is Eve. Uh, and she completes him. Uh, so we're, we're meant for a community, for a human interaction. We're not just pixels. <laughs> we're not just screen names. We're not just headshots from the neck up on Zoom meetings and FaceTime. Uh, we're human beings. God's created us in flesh and blood to see, to to hear, to touch. Um, we are created for community. Um, you know, technology does a lot of good, but it also has its limits. And you can't have that same kind of physical community that you have in person. Um, we are the body of Christ, and the body of Christ uh, shouldn't stay dislocated uh, from, from itself. Uh, so, so community, I would say, is one big reason to return to worship. 
So, so Matt, it, it is a, when I was a pastor, one of the chief things I would do is I would go out and visit these shut-ins uh, and, and bring them communion. Uh, and, and of course, so this whole idea, and you kind of hinted at that, this idea of worshiping at home uh, over the TV or certainly through the ministry of KFU Radio, who always are broadcasting services Sunday morning, you know, that that's a great and blessed thing. Because uh, literally some people can't get to church. They can't. Definitely. Uh, you bet. And, 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 and that's the key thing. The key thing is to hear the gospel. That's the thing. Uh, uh, and we have to have that because without that, we're, we're not going to understand that God loves us. We just aren't. There's too much baloney in our lives to make us question and doubt. We've got to have that ongoing promises from God that, no, you're my precious children. You're in a horrible, horrible world. I'm sorry for that. A world that is corrupted by things like like COVID, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. But you're my dear children, and I love and I care for you. Uh, um, but you know what? I never, ever had a shut-in and say, you know, I'm so glad that I can just stay at home on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. They would, you know, they I, don't would, to, I don't feel guilty. I don't have to have a bad conscience because, you know, I'm a shut-in. I just have to. No, no. They, they all said, man, I wish I could be back there and see my friends and be with people because you're absolutely right. Community is important. We, we don't want to be alone. It is a good thing, though, for those that go to church to remember that. You know, there's people around you and they, they you should smile and say hi. And, and yeah, because it, it is about community. You're right. And that's yeah. how God's designed us. As you said, it's not good to be alone. It isn't. And anyone who's alone knows that. Uh, so God help us as Christians to uh, answer people's loneliness uh, with our presence. And we do that in church. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think my... Uh, Closely related to that is is my number two reason. Uh, Survey says. Uh, the, I'm sorry. We no, that's fine. Uh, it adds a little <laughs> pizzazz to it, John. I appreciate uh, that. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, so number two, uh, we are a church family, and, and that's you know closely uh, related to community. But I think there's a little new father's house. Father's our, house, you said. Yeah. So it's that's my family. It's my yeah. father's house, but it's also your father's house, John. It's, it's yeah. the, the father's house of the guy two pews over to. Uh, we are a family, again, through the waters of baptism. And we're, we're yeah, different ages, we're different backgrounds, but part of that same household, household of faith. And, you know, families were not meant to be separated. A normal family, you know, just uh, our, our own uh, blood and flesh family, we're not meant to be separated. Healthy families, they gather together and laugh together, they cry and weep together. They help each other. Uh, you know how it is, you know, especially as, as a, when you're a, a parent and you have adult kids and they move out of the house and you're an, an empty nester. Uh, you know, when the kids come back home, uh, that's, that's a wonderful thing. And I think for a lot of empty nesters, you're not fully happy unless everyone is there, you know, all the kids and the grandkids. Now we're talking. Now it's a family get together. Um, and, and I think that's the same thing for us in the church. It, you don't have the full joy unless every member of the family's there. I know as a pastor, when, when someone who's not here, especially someone who's, you know, such a, you know, a, a closely connected part of the family. I take notice. Others take notice. There's a void there. There's not someone sitting in the third pew down on the pulpit side that is always there. <laughs> and we can feel the void uh, because we're a family and we care about each other and uh, they're missed. So, I mean, we come to church for, you know, for ourselves, right? To be fed by the word, to hear the gospel. Uh, but we also come to worship 
for the sake of the person in the pew next to us, to support them, to, 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 to care for them, to, to speak a kind word to them uh, as we gather together in our Father's house. Um, so again, uh, another reason we are a church family. It's another reason to come in person. And, and you know what, Matt? Uh, again, when I was a pastor, the, the one thing that a person could do that would make me really happy, if that's what you want to do is make your paps, pastor happy, is to do that, just to come to church. Because yeah. you're right. I, I don't know. People maybe don't believe that. And, and maybe maybe their pastor doesn't. And if he doesn't, well, shame on him. Uh, but we we really do. We we care about our people and we miss them. And the thing is, Matt, sometimes we don't know what to say because 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 we know if if we say something, you're going to feel guilty and you're going to have to make excuses and whatever. And and pastors don't like to do that. We don't like to make people feel uncomfortable. But but trust me, yeah, we really do. It's a great joy for us, and it is. They're our family, and and we miss them when they're not there, and and we are happy. Uh, oh man, doesn't it make you so happy when you look out and you see somebody you haven't seen maybe for a few weeks and they're there, they're back sitting in the pew and nothing can bring us greater joy than that. So you're right. We are family. And again, it is our father's house, our yeah. father's. Yeah. 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 I guess for, for those listening, just you are missed. <laughs> you, you're missed by your past. You're missed by fellow worshipers. And, and like you said, John, uh, as you return uh, we're not judging you as pastors. You know, we're not angry with you. You know, first and foremost, we just, we, we love you. And we know that, um, to be in the father's house is, is good, not just for you, but for the whole family. And, uh, like you said, we rejoice when you're there. Um, so come on back. Um, what's that hymn? Isn't there a hymn that says you'll not be asked where you've been or something like that? That's not the exact phrase. Yeah, no question shall be asked. This, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I always just, that tickles me. Because uh, you're right, that's the problem. When we haven't been there, we do start feeling guilty. And, and unfortunately, the law doesn't help us. It just makes us feel guilty. Uh, and, and you're absolutely right. So don't let that deter you, because we'll just be glad to see you. <laughs> you bet. So, yeah, you bet. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, survey says uh, number. Three. <laughs> you were late on that, John. I was doing it for I'm you. I'm sorry. But... That's okay. All right. <laughs> number three. Uh, another reason to come to worship. This might sound simple, John, but I think it's important yeah. uh, because when we're in person, we can sing together. We can sing together. Um, there's there's no experience on earth, really, there isn't, than than singing together in worship, lifting our voices together in song. And certainly our singing glorifies God. It praises God. It's wonderful. We're singing deep truths in many of our hymns, and that's great. But we also sing to encourage each other, to build each other up. Uh, and that's something you just can't do through a computer screen. You got to do it in person. Um, so again, Rooting this in scripture, Colossians chapter three, Paul talks about uh, the word of Christ dwelling in you richly and admonishing each other. But then he also goes on to say, and sing, sing psalms and sing hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And, and scripture praises that elsewhere. And the whole book of Psalms, for crying out loud, a, a lot of it's chock full of different songs that would be sung, uh, many of them in connection to worship. Um, so we're Part of that rich worship experience is building each other up just by singing together. And again, that's only something we can do when we gather in person. Yeah, well, you obviously haven't heard me sing, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever, I'll, I'll take your word for it. 
<laughs> and you know it is it is interesting because Lynn and I do we sing along we sing along even though there's no bouncing ball but you're right it's not the same as getting the whole congregation no, and everybody's no. voices joining yeah. together in praise of God yeah. yeah and you know that might build up Lynn as you sing next to her right and, and her singing builds you up but you know to build up yeah, each other and you haven't heard me sing I know I know I know <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lynn. <laughs> so say, Todd, can you, while, while we're doing the hymn, maybe you should go in the other room. <laughs> That's what she'll say. <laughs> no, Take actually, in case in the other room. She she loves to sing harmony with me. So actually, you know, we have a fun time singing. But, but go ahead. Yeah. And then we'll, I'm going to wrap it up here with uh, number four, John. Number four, um, the reason to come into in-person worship is uh, because we commune together. Um, we receive the body and blood of Jesus, the one who's, body, uh, the temple of his body destroyed, raised up in three days, like we talked about last week, uh, given and shed for us, for our forgiveness, for our salvation. You know, that's reason enough alone in my mind to come to the Lord's house. And certainly, yeah, you'd, like you said, a pastor can visit and, and give you communion one-on-one. But, you know, if you're able, boy, to be able to be communing at your father's table in, his, in your father's house with your brothers and sisters in Christ, it doesn't get any better than that. Uh, so, yeah, come to to be fed at your father's house, too, um, with that family of faith around the Lord's table. So, so Matt, what, what are you doing with, with uh, communion now? Yeah, okay, well, yeah, I mean, oh, boy. I mean, now every church's practice, I think, is probably a little different. But we are communing in worship. Um, we have, uh, we have uh, trays that are covered until it's time to commune. And then we're just using individual cups with uh, the wafer already placed on top. And uh, people come up and receive that and then uh, eat and drink of Christ's body and blood. So it's a little different. You know, we're not using the chalice. We're not kneeling next to each other. And I miss those things. But as you reminded us a few weeks ago, John, those are adiaphora, right? Uh, The main thing is they're still receiving Jesus' body and blood and all the promises that are connected to it. Um, So, yeah, that's what we're doing, at least. What what do you do with your shut-ins, then? Are you able to go out and visit the shut-ins now? Well, it it depends on the situation. So, you know, with uh, those who might be in a nursing home facility, things along those lines, uh, some have different rules than others. Some, it depends on the level of care they're in in that facility. Um, So it depends. Um, I've just started to go into the home of people and making sure they're comfortable with that. Um, and visited someone just yesterday and brought them communion. We both wore masks the whole time until it was time to commune, and they took theirs off. So, uh, yeah, it's it's still not what it once was, but still uh, glad that we're getting there, John. We're getting there uh, to be able to minister to people, again, in person uh, with Holy Communion. So so, so that was the thing that, that bothered me. And, and so what Lynn and I have been able to do is uh, when we were in Northfield and now when we're back here with our own pastor, Pastor Bittner, you know, we make arrangements with him. And, and of course, we're not shut in so we can go to the church and then he will commune us uh, uh, uh uh, privately. Uh, now, now that we've got uh, services again, these mass services, what he did for us and for my daughter was after services, we kind of stayed behind because they're not doing communion services for those mass services. But then again, he, he gave us 
uh, communion and, you know, the same thing, keeping some social distance and everything. Because uh, that's that's what really bothered me, that you're right. Uh, we, we're still hearing the word of God, uh, but to not be able to receive that body and blood that has been sh- given and shed for us for the forgiveness, that that was a, a, a big loss. And, and we should we should be mourning that. Um, but again, yeah, I, I just think it's the Lord's way of pointing out to us all these other things that we thought were so crucial and so essential. No, they're not. But he really has done a good job of highlighting what is essential, hasn't he, Matt? Yeah, uh, that that message, that that gospel, that wonderful story of the resurrection we'll hear in just a few days, as well as the story about his suffering and death on the cross. Um, and that's gone on, and and now hopefully that 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 affirmation of that that sign you you had the business about the sign last week. What is the sign? Uh, and we've got a sign, and 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 a sign. See, is the the symbol of something that's really there. Uh, a symbol is, is something that isn't there, right? Yeah. But a sign is, is evidence that something really is there, though you can't see it. You you can only believe it. And what a wonderful sign we have then in the body and blood of Jesus Christ for us, for the forgiveness. Um, so other thoughts, Matt? We, we had talked about, for, for, for benefit of the listeners, we talked about maybe doing something else. But I, I think this this has been a good focus on why it's Easter and, and things are going to get better and, and we do need to go back. Uh, other thoughts you have, Matt, or? Yeah, I think, again, I, I'm glad we talked about Adiaphora and, you know, things not commanded or forbidden because— different congregations are doing things different. So if if the Lutheran church down the road or in the next town over is doing things a little different than where you're at, that's okay. <laughs> I would just add that too. And, uh, you know, it, circumstances are different in different congregations for different families. So let's, let's just be patient with each other. Let's bear with one another in love. And uh, as, as COVID, God willing, goes away soon, um, hopefully that each congregation can meet together in person. Now, that's the goal. That's the goal. Um, you know, there's different options for worship right now, but hopefully the number one option always for us, our top priority is to come in person to our Lord's house because there's just other things that they can't be replaced virtually. It just can't. It's only given uh, in person. So community, family, so- singing, communing. So Matt, here here's the thing, and this is going to sound radical. I really don't, I don't care one way or the other whether you go to church or not. <laughs> okay, me but, or everyone, John. <laughs> well, for everyone listening to me because, right now, because I'm the pastor, I have to show. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that was the problem. I had to be there, <laughs> whether I wanted to or not. <laughs> In fact, I often say that's why God made me a pastor because He knew I'd never go to church. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be sleeping in. <laughs> I'd be sleeping in. But but literally, I mean, I don't care whether people go to church. But see, you've hit it right on the head. I do care whether people go to our Father's house. That's an important thing that we realize. This is our Father, and He loves us, and He loved us so much He gave up His only Son for us. I don't think you can get a greater love than that than a man laid down his life for his friends. And that we would know that. And that's why you go. Because sometimes you wonder. 
sometimes you wonder in the struggles and the trials and all the other things that are going on in the world. And, and so please, please go because it's your father's house. And, and you go there and you're going to listen and your father's going to talk to you and remind you that he loves you. If you've done some things wrong, if maybe you have neglected worship, that's okay. He's just glad you're there. Right? Did the, did when, the, when the prodigal son returned, did, did the father say, where you been? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, embrace no. him. Exactly. So please, people, understand. And, and please forgive us pastors if we've forgotten that, if we've made it to be something else, and if we've made it to be like a work or a chore, or this is something you need to do. Uh, God, forgive us for that. Yeah. But I hope I hope uh, our listeners will understand, and I hope all the pastors who listen to us will understand that, uh, yeah, like you said, this is our Father's house, uh, and that's where we're going, because it's good to be back with our family. Can I share a final passage, Matt? As we yeah, please do. Here? Well, I just remember that passage from Hebrews chapter 10, 25, uh, where we are exhorted, uh, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, so apparently that's not a new issue, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So, yeah, uh, that we would go because it's our Father's house, and we'd go because it really does encourage. It encourages pastors, it encourages other people. It really, if you go into church and it's empty, and I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing that now, Matt, it's kind of sad. But when you go to church and, and, and all the people are there, that, that, that is an encouraging thing as well. So, uh, oh, you know what? Our time is up, Matt. I'm sorry. Now I overran. I should pay attention to the clock. This has been <laughs> wrestling, wrestling with, the, with basics. the Basics. 